if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me a supplement or how I could eat that would cure my Crohn's. You'd be richer than you already are. You're such an asshole. Welcome to The Right Side of 40. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amanda. And we're here to redefine middle age. Together, we formed the Bogan Via Vine. It's a community to share the experiences and challenges that have shaped our identities. So put your seatbelt on. This ride runs on brutal honesty. This is the Be Vine Podcast. Kristen, what is Crohn's? Crohn's is a disease that affects your um, digestive system. Um, it is in inflammation in your digestive system. It is when your immune system thinks that something is wrong with you and it attacks itself. Mm. And it's that that causes inflammation. So are those autoimmune diseases? Yes, it's an autoimmune disease. It can um, represent anywhere in your digestive tract. You can have ulcers in your mouth. You can have inflammation in your throat. It can go all the way through your intestines, into your bowel. Um, it can start in one area and spread, which is kind of what mine has done. Um, it's sort of hard to diagnose, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But essentially, it is brutal to live with. Most people with Crohn's have severe diarrhea, bloody diarrhea, because your digestive tract is inflamed in some place and you will have blood in your stool. Mm -hmm. um, Is that so, how you just found out that something was wrong? What brought you to the point where you, you realized something's wrong? Well, ever since I was a small kid, I used to get canker sores really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, canker sores sure. hurt so bad. I would get nine, 10, 11 of them in my mouth at the same time time oh my as a little girl and I you know I would bring it up to the doctor to the dentist and they would say oh it's you know maybe you have the herpes virus because canker sores and cold sores can be one in the same mm -hmm. um or maybe it's due to stress um they could never really pinpoint it so the dentist used to give me um magic mouthwash yeah. which is a rinse that, mm -hmm. that numbs it but it's still torture to live with and then Moving forward, when I was in my 20s, I had blood in my stool mm -hmm. and it was a lot and to scare you. And I and I still have cancer sores my whole life. I just kind of think that's a thing. Right. So I uh, go to the doctor. We do a colonoscopy. My colonoscopy is normal. Mm -hmm. um, Crohn's is not brought up and I go on down the road. So it wasn't until actually a year and a half ago that I was diagnosed so 20 years later. Right. Wow. So you've been living with it that long. Correct. Um, I've had issues with it the last five years. I've been in and out of doctor's office. I had one doctor say, it's your gallbladder. It's inflamed. We're going to pull that. And I was like, well, let's just wait. And mm -hmm. I lost my appendix. Mm -hmm. Um it's, I've been chasing this diagnosis for a long time. Yeah. That's the thing that I think as a friend has been the hardest for me mm -hmm. is to see how hard you've had to fight to find out what was wrong with you. Right. I hate that for you. Right. Well, I appreciate that. It has been um, really difficult. I started about five years ago going into the ER with um, severe heartburn, vomiting, uh, extreme uh, lower quadrant pain. 
And they would say that I was having a gallbladder attack or mm-hmm. that I was, there was nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. Every CAT scan, every ultrasound. And I would just go home. And this happened and it happened. Well, a year and a half ago, which was right before Christmas, I ended up in the ER for the same thing, presenting the same issues. And I had an ER doc out of nowhere that said, have you ever looked at Crohn's? Oh, wow. Finally. Just just out of the, you know, what if he wasn't on that night? I mean, you know, mm. and I said, no, he said, but with your, with your canker sores and, you know, your history, because I had a, you know, a rap sheet at the yeah. ER. He said, you should look at Crohn's. You should get a, um, a GI doc and, uh, and look at this. So that's what I did. That's where your journey started. Yeah. And just because you think you're on a diagnosis track doesn't mean you're going to get it. And I will tell you. Yes. So that was, I remember when you said I, I, I've been diagnosed with Crohn's Mm -hmm. and my thought was like, okay, now you're going to, you know what it is and now you're going to get better. That's what I thought would happen. hundred percent. And that's not been the case. So what happened to me that was in December and January, I saw a GI doc and he um, said, let's do a colonoscopy and start at the square one and figure it out. And at the time in your blood, you have inflammation markers and an inflammation marker from zero to three is normal. Now, let me tell you, at the time I was having, my inflammation marker was like in the 30s, which was off the chart. And this doctors kept saying, yeah, well, I really think it's the lab that's screwing it up. I don't, I don't know. You know, you might have Crohn's. So I get the colonoscopy, comes back. I have um, my ileum, which is your small intestine, is completely inflamed and has scar tissue. Mm. And he's like, okay, well, you've got Crohn's. All of your markers test positive and um, but I'm not really sure that we should really attack it at this point. And I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he was doing his own thing, whatnot, but by then it was March and I, my inflammation marker was going into the forties and was climbing and what I needed was not what I was getting. Mm-hmm. So finally I, I said, I have to have another doctor. So I went back, which was really hard because I, there in Bozeman, there's only one I mean, like GI practice. So I basically got reassigned to another doctor and she was amazing. So that's the thing that that's a really important point that I hope our listeners touch on is the fact of how you have to fight for your own health care. You are your only advocate. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have something that people can't put a finger on and say, you know, there's no there's no diagnosis that everybody has the same thing. There's no cure. Everybody's different. You really have to trust yourself and say, no, there's something wrong with me, you know, and, and the treatment that you are giving me is not working and there's no shame in going and getting another opinion. Yeah. It's so important. So um, this individual we redid, I had a scope of my mouth and throat and Mm. stomach and, and she came back and said, we're going to hit this thing and we're going to hit it hard. And my inflammation marker at that point was, I don't know, the seventies. I mean, it just kept going and, and I felt terrible, um, you know, stomach cramps, blood in my stool, vomiting blood. Um, it's, it's a, it's a terrible, um, every disease is terrible, but it's a terrible, very uncomfortable disease to have that is really hard to treat. And at 
there's been times where you've said to me, it's not as if my arm's broken. And so I, I have this right to be in bed for, you know, for weeks. Right. You know, and I know that's been hard for you, Mm. that it's not something that, that we can see or that you can take a pill and be better. It's, it's something you have to learn to to live live differently with. Well, the funniest or not the funniest thing, but last summer I was in bed for about four months. Mm -hmm. I was fighting to get on Humira Mm -hmm. with my insurance company, which is a whole other podcast. You know, I was so sick and here I pay top dollar for private insurance. And my insurance company was saying, yeah, but maybe you should try this. It's Mm -hmm. cheaper, you know? And so I had to fight and literally I was in bed sobbing every day and I could not get the help that I needed. Mm-hmm. So I get the Humira. I start that. I start a regimen. Um, and things don't get better right away. It's it's a process. And the things that you have this disease and people say, oh, well, you look great. Right. You look great. Right. How can you, you know, uh-huh. so... It, it's really your hair is not falling out. You're not purple, you know, right? You, you, right. you look like you should be fine. And, right. and that's a hard part about this disease. It is such a hard part. And I am so lucky that I have an amazing husband because he not one time rolled his eyes at me. Mm. Um, because what was happening to me last year was when I was in the thick of my, you know, I was in a flare and I was trying to get a hold of it. And I thought, man, I used to be this person, this totally different person. You know, I ran 50 miles a week and my husband and I traveled Mm -hmm. and, and fast forward to, I'm in bed sobbing all the time. Mm -hmm. And this man is probably thinking, who the hell did I marry? Mm -hmm. Well, that just speaks to his character. Right. How wonderful he is. Right. And, and And he's been amazing, but not only with Crohn's, a chronic illness, you, you'd have to deal with all of those issues, you know? Yeah. And I think it's so important that our, that you tell our listeners how long your journey has been. Cause so we're talking about a year ago, mm-hmm. but now you've finally been referred to Mayo. Right. Because why? Because they can't help you anymore here. Well, I'm on the, um, the best cocktail you can have for the drug and it's not working and it's not, it's not working. And as Crohn's goes, it, it kind of evolves and it and it's moving around and it's going to different places now. And so I'm trying to get a handle on that. So I asked my doctor, can I have a referral to the Mayo Clinic? Because I live in a small town. And one thing to remember when you're in a small town, no matter how good the doctors are, they've only seen a limited amount of cases of things. Because of the, simply because of the population. Yeah. So you once again had to stand up and be your own advocate and say, mm-hmm. refer me to Mayo. It didn't come from your doctor. Right. Mm. Right. Refer me to Mayo. And, um, and she's great. And I, and I love my doctor. Yes. It's just, she just hasn't seen a case like mine. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of guessing with medications and how you're going to react to things. So tell me about your Mayo experience. So my Mayo experience, I was super excited. I had, um, it started last February. I finally got my referral right before Corona hit. And they, um, I was so excited. I'm going to get to Mayo. I'm going to go see somebody that, you know, maybe a specialized. Like yes. And then Mayo calls and says, 
this is an urgent appointment. We can see you in June. <laughs> and I was in the middle of a flare and I felt terrible, but I was like, you know what? This is okay. Oh my. I'll wait till June. So I, um, then, then the pandemic is happening. Right. And it's kind of funny, the pandemic, I, everybody had to live like I had been living. Yes. You know, yeah, it wasn't I, any different for you. Right. Um, to quarantine. And then I get right to 10 days before June and then Mayo says, oh, we can't see you. We're not taking patients because I was traveling from Montana to Scottsdale and I sobbed that poor girl on the phone that called to cancel my appointment. Anyway, she felt so bad for me that two days later she called back and said, uh, I felt so bad for you. I asked the doctor if we could do a Zoom call and he said yes. Which should be... Amazing. Standard. It should yes. just well, be done. Right. But this whole, um, you know, the coronavirus has really um, made doctors develop this virtual yeah, appointment wonderful. situation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been a positive thing that's come out of this, yeah. this mess. So, um, so then fast forward, I have my Zoom appointment. I talked to a really nice doctor who spent an hour on Zoom you know, asking me this, asking me that. And he has given me some hope. Mm, for the first time in how many years? Oh, two. Well, I'm going on two in this, in this, this flare. Two years. Stuff. Finally gave you some hope. Yeah. Now he said you have Crohn's, mm-hmm. but oh, you yeah. have no another question. problem. I do. I have a, um, in my CAT scan from 2018, I, um, there was a mention about something called, and I'm probably butchering the name, uh, sacroiliitis, which mm-hmm. is like an arthritis that is mm-hmm. in my hips and my back. And he is telling me that maybe I am being overtreated for Crohn's and I need to be treated for this specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest thing for me that since my um, diagnosis has been that I am a super active person Mm -hmm. and I've gone from being super active to bedridden. Yeah. Worse than negative, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. And it's been, it just, it's been terrible to deal with, Mm -hmm. but I always think every single day before I go to bed, and this is so important. I think I am so lucky because there's somebody out there that is worse off than me, no matter what they have, whether they have depression or cancer or, um, I have the resources to do everything I can for this disease and it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, Crohn's doesn't give a shit what you have, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know how, how, but, but I have the resources and I have an amazing husband who has never blinked an eye about any sort of treatment I want to try, or, you know, if we have plans and I can't go or, I mean, and that is, I mean, it's huge. He just wants me to get better. And that, that to me is, is priceless. It is priceless. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and join the community at thebevine.com. We've saved a lounge chair for you around the pool. 